Hiya, how are we? Hello again, and it's Wednesday again. Jeez, the weeks are just flying by. Oh my god, it was last Wednesday that you told me you were going for a creepy massage. That And do you know what? I've actually booked myself in for another one this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, like literally, that was one of the first things I did. See, when the world opened up again after the first lockdown, I was like, I'm getting a massage. And it was so weird, because everyone else was like, I'm going to get my hair cut, and I was like, rub me. <laughs> yeah rub my body please <laughs> this got so I weird <laughs> you were sitting at home for a year absolutely so absolutely to... so tell me lauren what are we chatting about today so this one is for all the business owners out there that have a website so i'm going into this one completely knowledgeless <laughs> um so you just give me everything you know because I know most of our listeners will have online businesses, therefore they'll have a website. So we're going to talk about website compliance. Um, so Babs, just do you want to just start off and tell me what website compliance is? Yeah, it's basically making sure you've got all your legal stuff right for your website. So that means policies, documents when you need it, the right pop-ups in the right places, Um what you don't want is to fall foul of a regulator um for someone to pinch your stuff because you've not protected it properly or for some and i've heard this a lot by the way for someone to be approached by a client of theirs who says oh yeah what you're proposing sounds really great but i looked on your website and it's like not got a privacy policy so i'm not really sure i trust your business too much Okay, so having all your documents on your website is something that website owners should have in place? Yeah, absolutely. Like running a website without certain documents in place, and I'm sure we'll talk about them in more detail today. Um, running a website without them is just, it's a fool's errand. Okay, so you can't just go out there, set up a website and then start selling stuff without having any documentation in place. I mean, you can, but you'll have a rubbish business and it will fall mm-hmm. flat on its face very soon. Okay, so what, let's just start off with the basic terms here. So what are website terms? So website terms or website terms and conditions or website terms of service, they're all the same thing. Um, they're basically, they can be one of two things. They can be what I call transactional terms or they can be like landing page terms. Now, that doesn't mean to to say that it has to be an actual landing page, but if you've got a website that doesn't transact, so it doesn't you don't make payments online, you're just basically like a shop front and you've got like a contact me page and you might have a blog that you just need basic terms or what I call landing page terms. So that's going to cover things like please don't pinch my copyright, don't pinch my IP, please don't bring viruses onto my website. Um, If I have some sort of chat room or forum or something like that, please don't come on and abuse other people. Um, All that kind of good stuff. They're going to be fairly short um, and as always, they should be fairly easy to understand. Um, But they're going to be basic-ish and they don't need to be complicated. They don't need to terrify anyone, but they do need to be there. Is it a legal requirement for them? No but you're opening yourself up to a lot of risk if you don't have them. Then there's the other kinds of terms, which is the transactional terms. So you've got an e-commerce website or you take bookings for client calls that you take payment for over your website. 
your T's and C's need to cover that. So whether it's sale of goods, sale of services, a bit of both, business to business, business to consumer, it's essentially your client contract. Um, it, it just happens to be made specific for your website. So website terms, absolutely essential, regardless of whatever kind of website you have. And I, th- I feel like people get confused as well with like their their website terms and like their business terms and conditions. Yeah. Are they the same thing? Yeah, so it's like the two things I spoke about there, except to say that if you've if you've got transactional terms, they should also like include your website terms. So the website terms are things like your copyright, your viruses, behave properly. Your transactional terms are like your client contract for an online transaction. If you're running a transactional website, you should have both and you should have them. You can have them in two separate documents or you can have them in one document, but you should have both because you still don't want people pinching your copyright and you still don't want them bringing viruses onto your page. It's just to say that if you don't have a transactional website, if it's just like a shop front, you don't need the transactional stuff as well. And can people write these terms and conditions themselves? Is there like a set of guidelines that can help people with what to include in them? Yeah, I mean, they can write them themselves. I would always say that if you're going to write them yourself, make sure that you get a solicitor to at least look over it. That is probably cheaper than getting a solicitor to draft it. Um, And I'll always tell you the cheapest and most cost-effective way to do things. Um, Definitely make sure that somebody who's legally qualified looks over them just to make sure that you're properly protecting yourself because there's no point going to all that effort and then it doesn't even protect you. So for sure, if you're going to do it yourself, get them checked. Um... But no pinching or anything else because they're just not going to be applicable to your business. Yeah, so no taken from other people's websites. No. And what other legal documents do websites need to have? So there's the big three, right? So you've got your website Mm -hmm. terms, you've got your privacy policy and you've got your cookies policy. Now, I sometimes for clients put the privacy and cookies policy together into one. In fact, I do it most of the time. Reason being lower cost for the client privacy stuff and cookie stuff hang together quite well they kind of make sense in together um, and it's just less admin and less paperwork for your customers to to click on and read i think there's a lot of confusion as well around cookies should every website have them what are cookie pop-ups do you want to just dive into cookies yeah so cookies unfortunately they're not the delicious snack um <laughs> I'm always like cookies but not the good kind. Um <laughs> god I'm such a geek. Um so c- cookies are like a little a little um like a file, a little text file that basically exists on your devices, your browser, your laptop, your phone, whenever you're accessing something, a cookie is created. Now that cookie kind of goes throughout your user journey it tells people who are looking at it what kind of things you're doing on the website but there are different cookies for different reasons so there are essential cookies that websites literally cannot function without or they can't function properly without them and then there's non-essential cookies that tell people like how the website is performing what users do when they come on the website do they go onto the home page and then go into the about or do they go to the home page and straight away make a make a purchase like that's what what they do so you kind of have essential and non-essential now 
essential cookies you don't need um user consent to use them because the the website literally can't function without them non-essential cookies that track people's behavior essentially you do need consent for and that's where the pop-up comes into play so when you go onto websites you might see these really annoying pop-ups that ask you to allow cookies or accept cookies that is all to make sure that you are consenting to your behavior being tracked essentially um is it scary in big brother no it's basically to tell a business owner what pages are doing well what consumer behavior is so that they can kind of improve on that it's not to say some people don't abuse it but it's not it's not big brother stuff and what happens i know for me anyway they like a cookie pop-up is very annoying so i would just press the first button i see sometimes i press the allow button sometimes i press the don't allow button so what what is the difference if you allow cookies, that means the non-essential cookies are allowed to run on your device. So you'll get the full user experience. Um, if you press decline or don't allow or or kind of or just ignore it if the website's set up properly, um, you won't be able to get the full user experience. So things will start popping up in places. Um, you might get blocks when you try and click on a particular page. If the website's been set up properly, not always have they been set up properly, but that's what should in theory happen. And just coming on to disclaimers, disclaimer is very confusing for people as well. And some people just don't know if they need to have one on their website. Why do they need to have one on their website? So do you want to explain a little bit more about disclaimers? Yeah, so I mean, I like to keep things really simple and straightforward. So a lot of the time I would say stick disclaimers in your terms, unless you're in some sort of regulated sphere. So if you're selling like financial services or something like that, you'll want to be very clear about certain regulatory disclaimers that you have to make and you'll want them to pop right up on your website. That's a very niche area. In most cases, people are gonna put disclaimers in their website terms, or they might have a separate disclaimer tab. A disclaimer is basically disclaiming anything that you don't want people to think is the case. So if you are a mindset coach your disclaimer might be we do not offer legal advice we do not offer medical advice if you are having mental health issues please contact a mental health professional if there is an emergency please call 999 um that that is there to to make it very clear that if something goes wrong you know if somebody i mean has a mental health episode when they're in the middle of mindset coaching what you don't happen is want to happen is for them or their family to like sue the mindset coach and unfortunately the world we live in is is we rely on these disclaimers okay so they're important there just to kind of basically um not put on like a front so you're not like claiming that you're doing something that you're not yeah for sure and a lot of business owners will actually be really kind of sensitive to that when i speak to mindset coaches or like fitness coaches who are like I'm not a dietitian and I'm not a doctor or you speak to I don't know financial services providers who are brokers but they're like I'm not a fund manager or I'm not an advisor and it's because these terms have certain consequences and um, so that's the reason that business owners tend to be quite sensitive to making sure that they have the right disclaimers in place. So what are the let's say top three things that people should have on their website so it should be disclaimers 
cookies, cookie pop-ups and terms. Yeah, so I would say, yeah, let's do it in kind of the order that you would come onto the website. The first thing that should hit a person is a cookie pop-up. Now, that's not technically a legal requirement, by the way, but the requirement is to refresh cookie consent regularly. So you either get a pop-up every time they come on the website or you keep a nice Excel spreadsheet of every user that's come on and go out and ask them for a new consent. So you tell me which one you'd prefer. Um, but that's the first thing. Second thing, if people are looking for your legal documents, they're going to scroll down. They're going to see tabs at the bottom of the page. You're going to want in their website terms, which might include buying and selling terms. It might just be landing page terms. And then they're going to see a privacy and cookies policy. So privacy and cookies policy sets out what you do in terms of essential cookies, non-essential cookies, and privacy stuff, which I'm sure we'll come on to in a sec. That's your GDPR stuff. And then under there, you're probably going to have a tab for a disclaimer to make sure it's really clear what you're liable for and what you're not liable for. Cool. Well, that's everything I think I have. And I think you've explained everything really, really well. So if you have any questions, guys, you know, to email legalleveragelaw at at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's class. I think I might also just quickly bore people by talking about um, privacy policies because we're going to have a GDPR episode, I think, in a few weeks' time. Um, but it's just really to say that if you're if you're pinching a privacy policy um, or even if you're creating one by yourself, be super, super clear about the personal data that you collect, what you do with it, why you need it, who you give it to. Um this is all part of your GDPR compliance, so data protection laws. And yes, we're outside Europe now, but we still have to comply with GDPR. Um, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, so making sure that your privacy policy is really accurate and reflects the data you're collecting within your business, um, that would be like a, a big like kind of main point that I would say to people. Cool. Perfect. Is that everything for today? I think so. It's a nice wee short one. Website compliance is one of those topics that's super, super important, but like it's really easy to tick it off. So get it on your to-do list. Yep. Have a listen, guys, and see you all next week. See you next week. Have a good one. Bye. If you'd like to hear more about the Legal Leverage Framework and access some free resources, including free guides and trainings, pop over to our website, which is jamesonlaw.legal and click on free resources. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Tune in to our next episode to learn more about how to grow and scale your business the right way.